This is Plant-Based Briefing, The Industry Playbook, How Food Companies Distort Nutrition Science, Part 1, by Madeline Bennett at balanced.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the curated content plant-based podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on healthy, compassionate, and sustainable living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's article is a bit longer, so it's a two-parter. I'll read the first half today and then tune in tomorrow for part two. Today's article is from balanced.org. They are a network of public health professionals, nutrition science experts, and everyday people from around the world fighting for a healthier food system, one menu at a time. They have community-led campaigns and institutional support programs that are influencing nutrition policy in schools, hospitals, and offices in cities around the world, impacting the healthfulness of millions of meals annually. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Industry Playbook, How Food Companies Distort Nutrition Science, Part 1, by Madeline Bennett at balanced.org. This is the first installment in a series about how food industry meddling biases nutrition science research to its advantage and at the expense of our health. In this dispatch, we lift the veil on food manufacturers' corruption of scientific authority, and we show you how to tell good research from bad. In December of 2019, researchers from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine published a study in the American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine that was sensational enough to be picked up by the Washington Post. They found that since 2010, more than half of the research on eggs and blood cholesterol levels had been sponsored by the egg industry itself. I consider myself fairly hardened to the egregiousness of food and agricultural industries, but the PCRM study nonetheless shocked me. The sheer extent of the egg industry's influence over the cholesterol research agenda is hard to fathom, and the results are fairly predictable. Fewer egg industry-funded studies reported that eggs significantly raise cholesterol compared to studies funded independently. And even though 86% of the industry-funded studies did find that eggs raise blood cholesterol, half of that 86% drew conclusions denying the connection between cholesterol levels and egg intake. Sadly, this example is emblematic of a larger trend toward nutrition studies being designed with the purpose of producing outcomes that support a particular industry's or company's marketing goals. It's just one part of the quote-unquote industry playbook that Dr. Marion Nestle, Professor Emerita at New York University, describes in her book, Unsavory Truth, How Food Companies Skew the Science of What We Eat. According to Nestle, the playbook consists of seven main strategies. Casting doubt on independent and rigorous nutrition science, in other words, the very basis of our knowledge on healthy diets. Commissioning studies to counteract inconvenient truths about industrial foods. Courting and schmoozing academics and other scientists with gifts or consulting gigs. Using front groups like the International Life Sciences Institute to give their talking points an air of legitimacy. Lobbying against profit-threatening regulation pushing a quote-unquote personal responsibility narrative to shift blame away from industry machinations and weaponizing the legal system to challenge critics and regulators. And though we opened with an example from the egg industry, it is far from only animal agriculture industries following the script. We all know that eating a diet rich in whole plant foods is critical to our health, but producers of individual crops want you to consume more of their product over just as healthy alternatives. It's not uncommon to see a study on, say, the benefits of raisins from the California Marketing Raisin Board, or the benefits of a particular sugary breakfast cereal from General Mills. 
you can frequently guess which studies are industry-funded just based on the way they're designed. Usually, they'll consist of an interventional design following a small number of participants over short periods of time, weeks to a few months. The study will be focused on determining the specific health effects of one particular food, like almonds, yogurt, beef, pomegranate juice, and the conclusion section of the paper will, rightly or wrongly, spin the findings in the most positive light possible. The rationale behind this formula is that companies and food marketing boards are fishing for findings that can become the basis of health-centered marketing claims, or in the case of meat, eggs, and dairy products, just a neutral health outcome is all it takes to cast doubt upon and contradict a larger body of research pointing to the negative effects of diets rich in animal source foods. In the end, it boils down to the bottom line. The food industry wants to craft research questions and protocols that will produce positive results that can in turn be wielded to boost more sales. You won't likely see food companies funding long-term, thoughtfully designed studies. The payoff is too delayed and too uncertain. It's not mysterious why companies act as they do, but you may be wondering why any self-respecting nutrition scientist or academic would agree to run food industry-sponsored research. The reasons are a bit complicated. For starters, federal funding for food and nutrition research has been declining since 2008. Federal appropriations for funding such research is contingent upon legislation, particularly the Farm Bill, which is only reauthorized on a sporadic basis. Research is often the least of the priorities in the omnibus. This creates both a funding gap and an opportunity for the food and agriculture industries to impose their own research agendas. The effect is a blurring of the line between science and marketing. Many researchers are therefore happy to take on industry-crafted research proposals and believe fervently in their ability to remain impartial, as long as they're given some assurance of independence from their corporate sponsor. But there's still a problem. Much of the bias in these cases is either built into the research questions themselves or simply operates at a subconscious level. There's an unspoken expectation that the results of an industry-funded study will either reflect well on that industry or challenge claims of negative health effects. Researchers know and act on this on a gut level, not necessarily a conscious one. You just listened to The Industry Playbook, How Food Companies Distort Nutrition Science, Part 1, by Madeline Bennett at balanced.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. Please tune in tomorrow for the second half of this article, and please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.